as many of you folks know, Katie and I have a couple of businesses that we started together. We actually started one of them before we were even married. And then we started the other one shortly after being married. And we've operated these businesses on and off for the last four and a half years. And uh, because of the current circumstances of me being laid off from my job because of the coronavirus, we find ourselves working more closely together than ever before in our businesses. But something's different this time in us working together. And the result of this difference is her and I enjoying working together much more than we ever have. We enjoy our marriage in the midst of working together. And uh, and so we're going to share with you folks why that is and how we've learned from our past mistakes to find ourselves enjoying being business partners as well as husband and wife and lovers. We're, we're loving it all right now. But we're going to be talking about the business stuff tonight. Okay. Anyways, we'll get going. If you've enjoyed the podcast, either up to this point, or if you're just new and you're listening to this episode for the first time and you enjoy it, would you consider leaving us a rating or a review? Our ratings and reviews help other people find the podcast. It's kind of the one way that iTunes will push the podcast out to other listeners. And we love meeting you guys. Your words mean so, so much to us. And to the over 400 of you now who have taken the time to either click on that five-star button or write us something your words just mean so much and I want to thank you I know it takes time I know how often I have a good intention to leave you know comment or something like that and I never get around to it so I would just encourage you if you've enjoyed this to leave a comment or tap on those five stars because it means so so much to us thank you guys hey I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. We're outside right now, outside our trailer in the freezing cold, but it's actually pretty awesome because there's this orangey glow of the trailer light and we're underneath the awning outside. We're sitting on a picnic table and it's like, what, 930 at night? It is, yeah. The kids are asleep in the trailer. I mean, we hope they're asleep in the trailer. (laughs) And it's just pretty cozy and cold all at once. We're happy to be out here. Yeah, I've kind of been looking forward to this moment because I knew there was going to come a time where we were going to be able to record the podcast outside. And and so this is the fulfillment of what what feels like a lifelong dream, really. Wow. But it's really only been a dream for about 10 days. (laughs) I wonder if they can hear our fan. We have like this super loud noisemaker fan built into the trailer and it's pretty loud now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's the only way the kids go to bed though, so... Yeah, well, so we're definitely not turning it off. It's quieter than the kids <laughs> all being awake and trying to record the podcast. Yes. So we'll roll with that. But yeah, we're we're happy to be here. This is this podcast is really the only thing we've worked on together 
for the last eight months. But that's kind of different than our whole marriage. And like Elisha mentioned in the intro, our dating life too, because we've been working together in businesses since we got married. We yeah. were brainstorming ideas on our honeymoon, and it's something that's always been a hobby for us. It's always been super fun for us. Mm-hmm. And there have been different dimensions, I guess, of our, our work experience together, but it's been really, really cool. And some of you guys might find yourselves kind of like us due to a, you know, maybe your husband losing his job or some other kind of circumstance right now, working together at home at the same time. Maybe you're working on separate businesses or maybe you're trying to start up a business together yeah. and it presents its own unique set of challenges and its own unique set of joys too. There have been so, so many good times that we've had working together. Yeah. I mean, Katie and I overall are just huge advocates of side hustles, you know, of just yes. having that business based from home if you can, either to complement you know, your husband's job or, uh, the main, your main, you know, your main source of income's job, um, or for, to someday become your main, like your main source of your income, main thing. you know, it, the, it's fun when a small business can turn into that. And it's also cool when it doesn't have the pressure of being the main gig. Yes. Because Elisha and I have found that we don't, when we don't put pressure on a side hustle needing to provide for us completely, then it's really fun to like count the hundred dollars that it earns or the thousand dollars that it earns or a couple thousand dollars is like total wins. Um, then early on we put a lot of pressure on our businesses because I think Elisha quit his job and we decided that we would be home just doing the whole entrepreneurial thing full time. (laughs) Like what? Six months into our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. We pulled that trigger pretty quickly. And, uh, we, in, in hindsight, we pulled it very prematurely. Oh, yeah. We look back and we're like, what were we thinking? Yeah. We were thinking like the next month. Cause I think he quit when we were earning like $1,200 online yeah. or something like That's that. That's what our businesses were bringing in for us. And we're like, we, we, Do we it. were just quit con- your job. <laughs> we are financially free, baby. Yeah, optimism told us that like we were going to double or triple our 10 X at the next month. And so the most logical thing was to quit my job. You know? Yeah. And you know, the funny thing is something that we found. Well, there's this quote that it's, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Hmm. Right. Or space fills the time allotted. Or yes. like, if you have something to do, it fills the time allotted. Yeah. And I think the thing with hustles, side hustles is there's this myth out there where you think that if you quit your day job, then you'll have all this time to yep. pour into the side hustle. But for whatever reason, our side hustles always grew faster when we yeah. had something else going. That's right. Yeah, when I was working a part-time job, I and and I think it's it's good to note too that we were really intentional in the part-time jobs that I had early in our marriage. Mm-hmm. They were jobs that didn't require a ton of brain power, I guess, you know, obviously when I was working I had to physically be at these jobs. Um but then when I was away from my work when I was not at work, I didn't think about it one time. They were like a barista job or a couple different barista jobs. Mm-hmm. I was a server at a restaurant. I was a bartender at a restaurant. And, um, it, while it was kind of taxing when I was at work, I could come home from work and not think about it until I had to go clock in again. And this just freed up brain space to throw our creativity into our business ventures. Yeah. We knew that, I guess early on we viewed entrepreneurialism as a career and we were correct that if Elisha's energy was going into a more full-time career, then it was really going to put the brakes on our entrepreneurial. Yeah. Aspirations. Aspirations. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. And, and that is kind of what happened when we decided, you know what, it wasn't really working out for us as far as in the beginning stages, 
it was just Elisha and I. We had so much fun brainstorming, working. It was really a 50-50 partnership. Mm-hmm. He did his worked in his strengths. I worked in my strengths, but we were both working probably equal amounts. And then Leon was born. And then 13 months later, Lucy was born. And then I got pregnant. And we were like, this isn't going to work for us. Yes. Because long term, we knew that Elisha, we wanted him to be the primary provider for our family. We wanted that burden to be on his shoulders. And we knew that we wanted me to be the stay-at-home wife and mommy. I want to homeschool one day. And as these kids were popping into our lives, I all of a sudden didn't have all this energy and all this extra time to pour into these businesses. But the way that we'd set the, we had set them up, I was still needed. Yeah, big about time. About half the time. Big time or and more. So, yeah. yeah, so we were like, okay, we need some something else. Maybe let's do the whole career thing, the nine to five. I'll stay home with the kids, kind of dabble away at these side hustle things. Yeah, treat them purely as like a hobby. If you had time, it was like an optional thing for you yeah, at that point. Exactly. That's what we wanted it to be for you. Exactly. So Elisha's bringing in the bread and butter we're provided for. If I can grow these other things that we'd started, then sure, that's the icing on the cake. Yep. That's the fun part. Uh, but as we've been really honest with you guys in this podcast, even in that situation, as those side hustles started to grow, they started taking more and more and more from me. And all of a sudden, I was dropping the balls of being a wife and mother again mm. and really getting sucked back into this business vortex where we didn't even need the money. But it's so easy yeah, the opportunities seem like. so good. Yeah. It's so hard to say no to some of these opportunities. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize, I guess, how much of us or kind of a little piece of our marriage died <laughs> over the yeah. last year. And we've resurrected it because yeah. I didn't realize how much working together and dreaming together and having those united visions was a part of something that Elisha and I just thrive on and yeah. something that really unites us. Yeah. And Elisha's headspace was so taken up with the real estate world that he was in, in his full-time job position, that he didn't really have the time anymore or the brain space even to dream like we used to. Yes. Or work yeah, on these uh, side hustles. So true. And and for like Katie mentioned, you know, we've we've talked this through in real time with so many of you. And so you guys have probably heard this perspective and different perspectives on my work situation numerous times. And I think we even did a full episode one time or really we really emphasized it in an episode and how much we enjoyed me being gone from nine to five for yes. that season because it kind of reintroduced this element of mystery into our marriage that really kept kind of the romance and the intrigue alive in, yeah, in our marriage. A, it's been a very romantic year. Yeah, it has oh, been a very man. romantic year, which is great. And that was something that prior to me working full time, we had missed out on in at different seasons because yeah. we were always in each other's space working. I mean, literally, you know, literally sitting on the same couch from morning till night working on the same businesses. Yeah. And, and you didn't have anything. You weren't coming home with something new. Like when you came home from the office, I'm like, what did you do today? Yeah, I get to tell stories and you get to hear about the people I met or people that yes. I saw. And vice versa, I get to hear about your day and who you talk to. Exactly, and- where when we're working together all the time and maybe you're kind of feeling this in a quarantine situation where it's like, I know every time you went to the bathroom. Like, yep. I know every time you checked Facebook. Yeah. I just 
want to get away from you. The last thing I want is to like hear any more about yeah. your day. Well, it's, and again, that's I don't know if we ever wanted to get away from each other, but I, well, maybe. I you mean, might have wanted to get away from me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. But it did take a little bit of the spark away, for sure, where it got yeah. to the end of the work day and we kind of looked at each other and it's like you're not really interested in asking a question about the person's day because you just know the answer. Yeah, already. I mean, you've seen them all day. There's no, there are sometimes when Elisha walks through a door, I'm like, wow, you are a good looking man. <laughs> but when I never like, walk through the door, you. she doesn't ever think that. Yeah. When I had never left the house, no. I can never walk back in the door. <laughs> no, but there is that, there is that element of, of mystery. Like yeah. we said, that's actually very, very important in a marriage. And I think whether or not you're working at home together or not, you can still preserve that mystery. Yes. And that's something I guess we've come to see in this last month of working together with our years of experience of doing some things wrong or we knew where our, our pain points were, I guess, because we have done this yeah. for such a could such a large chunk of our marriage. Right. Yeah. We are prepared and we knew that there were some things that we really wanted to maintain in our marriage. Yes. We really wanted to maintain that mystery. Yep. We really wanted to maintain a freedom and a space to work at our own paces. Yes. And I know I wanted to maintain the sole responsibility of providing for our family. Yeah, we knew that that we weren't going to sacrifice that. We weren't going to come back together and all of a sudden start working 50-50 again. Right. It couldn't be that way because yeah. of the lifestyle that we want for our family. So mm-hmm. we were going to have to figure out some figure some things out. And the cool thing about I feel like I'm full of all the cliches tonight, but like the whole where there's a will, there's a way. Yep, that's like right. If you want something bad enough, you can find a way to make it happen. And I yes. feel like that's where Elisha and I are at now. We're like, hey, okay, so say we're kind of thrown back into this entrepreneurial universe. Yes. We actually are really digging this. We like entrepreneurialism. We're liking yeah. this. So if we carry this forward into our future, how do we take the things that we loved over the last eight months That's right. and the things where I was totally hands-off, all of a sudden I'm not worried about our finances. I didn't have my hands in everything Elisha was doing like right. we did when we were working together. Yes. How do we take those elements that have actually really benefited our marriage yep. and take them into this entrepreneurial space. That that's so right. Yes. And we've we basically got to a place where we were willing to figure that out. We're yeah. like, let's yeah. problem solve here. Because prior to this go around with working together, we like Katie had mentioned early on, we had built these businesses kind of working fifty fifty. She played a big role, I played a big role. Mm-hmm. And then as we our family grew, we wanted me to take more and more on the responsibility of providing for our family. And Katie wanted to be able to be home with the kids, really putting her time and energy into that. We weren't willing to like restructure the businesses and relearn. It just was too hard. It was like too complicated because we would have had to, you know, share each other's. You would have had to teach me how to do what you're doing and, you know, and let go of some of your responsibilities and let go of some of kind of the the power. You said that we weren't willing to do that. We were not willing to learn it in their businesses, which is why I think I just went and got a job. Oh, yes, yes. Does that make sense? Before you got a job. Yeah, we weren't willing to because there wasn't enough space there. I was so used to having my hands in everything. Yes. And I think something that I didn't realize early on is that Elisha and I have a different way of working on things, which almost every couple have. And it's not that one way is better than the other way. Like Elisha, you know, 
you've, we've talked about how like I would kind of I'm kind of like a mole worker like the more I work the more I want to work and I'll just kind of sit down and like I feed off of not stopping yes you like get momentum going yes and it's you get into the groove and nothing's gonna stop you and if something does you're gonna bite its head off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking it became apparent really early on that Elisha had a different style of working yeah yeah, I still remember really early on, Katie. Um, I can think of a, of a very specific morning where it was like a couple months into our marriage, and we had been working together for a couple hours that morning, on the, sitting on the couch on our computers, working on one Dex- of our businesses, dedicated focus. And uh, and I stood up, and I was and and I remember you like pretty abrasively. Yeah, that's at least that's how I remember it. Well, yeah, I asked, w- I was really abrupt early on in our marriage. You were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, well, I was going to go outside and like walk down to the coffee shop because we lived like a block and a half from like or the coffee shop that we'd go to. And it just got to a point in like my workflow where I like wanted to go clear my head, stretch my legs, take 15 minutes to take a 15. It's like it's time for a little 15 minute breather here, you know? Yeah. And uh, and Katie was just getting going. Like yeah, she I was, was like, just getting momentum. The momentum. Like yeah. then we're going to have to come back and start it up. And. And I think that's something like business is just one other area where we get to look at our spouse who's different than us in an incredible way and be like, okay, they do something different. What makes them tick? What makes them stay motivated? How they work is different than mine, my, my ways. And so something that Elisha and I realized early on is that we work at different paces. We have different styles. And so giving each other space to just work at those paces. Yeah is really really helpful for us yes and i think it's helpful for any couple who's working in a business together to respect that the other person might have a totally different style of working and and that's okay that's right and so not only have katie and i grown in our i think understanding and appreciation of how the other person works Mm -hmm. and because of that we've grown in trust that that they're just are going to work effectively in the way that they do it uh, we've also come at it this go around as you know the, over the last couple of months as we've been thrown back into the business realm working together we've approached it from the standpoint of analyzing those past pain points and being willing to restructure these businesses so that we are not living in the, the same patterns and yes. I, and you know this is another quote you know we're full of all the quotes tonight I think this is Tony Robbins um, and I don't know if I can remember it verbatim, but he says, like, in life, in order to see change or in order in order for you to change, you need either inspiration or desperation. Mm-hmm. And this go around, it kind of took that desperation for yeah, you and I. At because the at the beginning, it was definitely desperation where I lost my job because of the whole coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. And we looked at our businesses that had kind of been on autopilot for mm-hmm. the last year or so, or Katie had kind of been managing them herself. And it was kind of a tricky situation because we don't want... Elisha's boss is his dad and he's always going to take care of us and we don't want him to feel any pressure to take care of us in this situation. Elisha and I are like, we really want to get our own things off the ground. So his, his dad isn't stressed out at the concept of like, I need to keep Elisha hired or something like that because he has his own things going on with the business and he needs to make his own decisions within that business. Yes. So I guess we wanted him to be very comfortable in letting cutting Elisha or doing what he needed to do in the business and we didn't want him to feel at all like oh great and now I'm like cutting my son and daughter-in-law off or something you know we don't want him to feel that pressure so I think that was even more motivation for us to be like no we need to be able to like 
you know, make him feel comfortable with that decision too. That's right. That's right. And so when we looked at these two or really kind of our businesses in general that we had built, the opportunity was just smacking us in the face. Not only were we able to work these from home, which was like, that's what we had to do, you know, with this (laughs) like home quarantine thing. Um, we, they were really at a very substantial place right already. And we had an opportunity to grow that. Mm-hmm. And so we basically agreed like, hey, we want to make this work. Yeah. We, we like business. We want to find a way to make this work for our marriage. And, um, and so we figured out some key things. I mean, I think I can just speak for myself and, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to make it not sound like, you know, chauvinistic or like I'm a, <laughs> like I'm a control guy. But if control people freak. listen to the podcast, they know you aren't like that. But, but I wanted to feel like the boss. You know, yeah. I, I didn't want, and, and namely because I didn't want, Katie to feel like my boss you know like yeah. when there's the two of us running the businesses it's kind of inevitable that one's going to be the one that's that's steering the ship there's got to be that CEO figure mm-hmm. in the business that's keeping stuff organized that's building the strategies out and in the past we had either shared that role or in reality Katie had kind of been in that role yeah. because of her personality and because of her confidence and kind of decision making uh, assertiveness but I knew I didn't want that this yeah, go we, both, we both knew that we didn't like that feel like yeah. I didn't like feeling like I was my husband's boss. I wanted to be his lover mm-hmm. and I wanted to feel like provided for and taken care of. Yes. And depending on your personalities, this could be different for how what you want to feel with your spouse. And it can take some figuring out because mm-hmm. it took us years, I think. It, literally, it took us years, actually, to figure out what dynamic we wanted to pursue. Because mm-hmm. I think early on. I was naturally more decisive. I'd make a quick decision. Elisha should be like, oh, that sounds great. He wouldn't necessarily love the decision. He'd just be like, well, she seems pretty confident, so yeah. we'll roll with yeah, it. Yeah, totally but defer. But then yeah. long-term, that was building up resentment in him. Mm-hmm. He felt like, why won't she just let me well, make and, a decision? Yeah, and insecurity. It built up resentment and yeah, me wondering insecurity. if you didn't trust me to make the decisions. Or maybe I wasn't capable of making the best decision. Yeah. Yeah, so we knew that that's not how we wanted to go moving forward. But I also think like if you're new with working with your spouse, it could take some time to build up this trust. Yes. It definitely took time. Like we were newly married and newly in business together. And so looking back, it makes sense why I was double crossing, I guess everything Elisha was doing. I mean, double checking. Double, yeah. Yeah. yeah not double crossing, double <laughs> checking. And as annoying as it was, I didn't have the trust yeah. That I do now. Right. Yes. With with knowing, oh, he's going to provide for me. I know he always has savings in the bank account. Like, we're at a, we're at a place now where I don't even know the passwords to our bank account. <laughs> I just let Elisha know if I'm going to buy something big. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's money in the account. Yeah. Like, that's a that's where we are now. But it didn't start there. Yeah. And I think that's something that really helped us start working towards that total trust is coming up with a plan together. Yeah. And so that was kind of my time to put in my two bits of what I felt like needed to be prioritized. Yes. What I felt like were the crucials and not in a telling him what to do way, but it being like, okay, this is what I think needs to be done this week. What do you want to be done with this Wow. <laughs> I'm like shorting out over here. <laughs> what do you want to be done this week? And then we kind of came up with a master list based off of that. Yes. So I knew what he was prioritizing. He knew what was a priority to me. And then we are able to respect each other in, okay, these are the things that need to get done. Yeah. Well, because 
there's still total collaboration. We love collaborating with yes. each other and brainstorming and scheming and coming up with the best way to move our businesses forward. And so we want there to be time for that. And yeah. Katie certainly wants to be able to have her voice heard, just like in any part of a marriage. You know, when mm-hmm. business is so heavily dependent on finances, you know, and it's involved money. Like the goal, the point of a business is like create Which revenue. Which can be kind of touchy because, Which you know, be they say that most disagreements between spouses are on finances and sex. So if you're already disagreeing a lot on finances, working together is going to probably be really difficult. Yes. But. But so many of the principles. We haven't had that many financial disagreements. Yeah, and I think that the like the lessons learned from one apply to the other. Yeah, and so you know if I I I really just feel strongly that even though I'm the leader of my family and of my home, it behooves me greatly to hear the counsel and the concerns and the wisdom of my wife. And so that's in a non-business way. You know, when it comes to raising our children, to saving money, to paying our bills, to making purchases. Uh, and it certainly come, applies to business, too. Even though, like I said, I want to view myself as the CEO, mm-hmm. like the best thing I can do for our business is hear the wisdom of Katie and to hear her ideas and then to be in, then be in charge of applying them. Yeah, so that's kind of a cool thing is we, I guess, came to this agreement of, okay, when we talk about stuff, my time to vocalize what's on my heart and what I feel like needs to be done that week or whatever is to come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is, and I mean, this is great even if you aren't in business together. If you're just at home together all the time, chances are you have different expectations for the week. Yeah. Just like flat out. And you don't even know it. And you yeah. don't even know it. Yeah, so coming up with a plan for the week and being like, okay, I have these things, you have these things. You know, it's just like a great thing to do on any marital level. Yeah. But we do that for the business. And then having clear roles yes. and guidelines of what, is Alexis to take care of what's mine to take care of. Yep, that's right. And I don't know, that just really helps out the business. And we're also able to see, okay, what are things that I've, especially with our current businesses, I guess, because I've been the manager of these while Alexis has been working the office. So there has to be a transfer of responsibility. And so we're in that position right now of looking like, okay, Katie's handled all this stuff. What are the things that Elisha can take off my plate right that was the initial way that we looked at this yes and now we're at a place even a month in where elisha's just really gotten so much under his belt and he's understanding how to run the businesses so well that now he's saying okay katie i need you to do this i need you to do this and he's more in the position of pulling me in when i needed when i need to be pulled in but in the beginning there's just was that more transition phase i guess of knowing what are the clear things that elisha's doing every day what are the clear things that I'm responsible for. Right. And since we've clarified that more and more, and we'll continue to clarify it over time, but, you know, as of late, we've been in a pretty, we've been clear in our our roles. That's kept the element, I think, of mystery that we wanted to keep in our marriage. And Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for that because we have this weekly meeting, I guess Mm -hmm. we have, it's our business meeting. And then we, we are both responsible. You know, I'm, I'm in charge of kind of running this business, how I see fit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, according to my, my timelines and the timelines that are, you know, out outwardly enforced too. And I get it done. And you don't ask questions about it. You just know it's going to happen. And yes. and so in the midst of like that weekly meeting and then the next weekly meeting, a bunch of stuff happens every day that Katie doesn't know about that I get to share with her about. I'll yeah, be like, hey, you wouldn't believe what happened today. Like this, I talked to so-and-so and this is what, you know, this is what's happening. And you get to celebrate with me rather than you just being 
in the know with everything all the time. Yeah, that's not a fun place to be. And that's also, it's really easy. I mean, women in general, I feel like have this propensity to start nagging. And business is just one other area where that can be the case. And you just start to micromanage and like, well, why are you checking that? You should be doing this. Or this is more important. Or can you do this for me? Or Mm -hmm. when Elisha's just there in the living room and I'm there in the living room and we're both sitting there (laughs) and... And I know every single last detail of what needs to happen. Then it was really easy for me to micromanage and smother Elisha and really steal his confidence in the provision role. Mm. And and it also didn't give me the opportunity to trust him mm. because there was nothing that I didn't know about. So that there was no way that he could prove himself to me. Well, and that's a really sketchy thing, Katie. You know, when I think about it, I mean, you have to, it's a really vulnerable position for you to put yourself in. Uh, And because we've, I mean, I think probably everybody's witnessed different visionary or entrepreneurial men that have kind of unfortunately led their families kind of ragged. You know, they've just run them ragged because of their lack of... um, prioritizing the well-being of maybe their marriage and then their children over prioritizing them over even their great entrepreneurial vision. Yeah. Well, are you saying they prioritize them over that? Because I guess in my experience, I guess what's something that made me nervous as meeting Elisha, you know, we're both young. We both have our immaturities and I'd seen a lot of guys not prioritize their wives and their kids. Right. And, instead chase after this grand dream that may or may not come true. Yeah, one day it might pay off. Mm. And I didn't want to be kind of like drug through the mud like that. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful. Like, I never had to have this concern, but it's something that Elisha proved to me over time is that when it came down to taking a business risk, and you do need to take business risks, he was never going to put me or our kids on the line. Like, Mm. our happiness, our food, our house, our clothing, you know, he, that was his first priority. He was going to take care of me and the kids. And then with what was left over, we might risk that we might risk our savings. We might risk, you know, our time, Mm -hmm. but I'm at, I'm at a place now where it's like, Oh, like I know his heart. I know that any business decision he makes is never going to be at the, at the cost of me or my security. Right. I guess. And so that's something that it can take a while to prove to your spouse. And and if your spouse has made you feel that way, mm. like they're making decisions, like it's so good to have those conversations. Yeah. I think to be honest and yeah. Yes. I know that I would want that from you. You know, like that uh, one of those sobering conversations of you saying, "Hey, you know, I I mean, I can just picture, you know, you doing oh, yeah. that for sure." Yeah. And uh and I'm it, glad we necessary. have we're able to have that open communication. So I think some things that are helpful for us is again, planning, getting on the same page, having clear rules and just who's going to handle what, because in a business, especially if you're working together and if you're in a transition phase where one spouse is really going to take over a lot, it's so easy to think, Oh, they'll handle it or I'll handle it. And then no one handles it. Yeah. I mean, it's like that in anything, but it really helps to have talked yeah. about and that I think stuff having, ahead of time. I'm really grateful that you've had grace in this period because, because since Katie's been managing our businesses for you know basically the last year, 
mm-hmm. you know, um, she's got this relationship with like all of our customers. You know, they've been yeah. hearing from Katie. They all the messages are from Katie. They go to Katie with questions, and uh, and so they're kind of like, okay, who the heck is this guy coming in now? You know, <laughs> and, and taking care of my problems and not doing as good of a job as Katie no, was doing. Whatever, uh, way better. You've really had grace in the transition, which I'm grateful for. But we, but because we're clear on what the goal is, we're we're willing to go through the process. Oh yeah, it's it's a win if it's a little more awkward now because yes. we're getting a result that we both want. Yes, that's right. And so the awkwardness is way worth it. Something else that I think is really important is protecting each other's confidence. Mm. Anything in marriage just carries more weight. When you say something to your spouse, it carries a lot more weight. And I know I've been guilty of being flippant when it comes to business. Mm. And I also find that from a wife's perspective, sometimes we don't realize how closely provision is tied to our husband's confidence. Mm. Yeah, And it seems like it's not a big deal. We bring in the money, they bring in the money. If if they care if we think they can provide or not, if, if they feel like we do a better job of it. Sometimes from a woman's perspective, I've been guilty of being like, Elisha doesn't care. He doesn't care if like I'm going to be a pr- better provider yeah. or something like that. But if we let our spouse... I guess speaking specifically from a wife, if our husband doesn't feel like we believe in them yes, or if they don't feel like we trust them or that if they do make a mistake because they will make mistakes in mm-hmm. business, just like in every other area of life, we're all human Yeah, and you'd make, you'd make mistakes too, but they'd be your own mistakes. You have more grace for them. I feel like as I know, speaking from my own experience, I have more grace for my own mistakes because I'm like, oh, well, I didn't realize that, you know? Sure. But I guess we just really need to have a lot of patience, a lot of grace with our husbands and not say things that tear down their confidence when it comes to this area of provision, when mm. we're working together. Wow. And sometimes it can be so inadvertent and you don't think you're, you know, maybe it's just like, oh, I'll handle that next time because I do it. You know, yeah. I, I, I know how to do that. So I'll handle it next time. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, oh, well, she thought I did a really lame job at that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just... It just tears them down. And on the flip side, when you instill confidence into me, Katie, and you trust me with different scenarios and you just kind of let it, even if you don't trust me, but you, you know, you keep your hands off and you let it run its course, then I'm able to take action. I'm able to grow and I'm really able to, yeah, like just live in confidence, like what you said. Yeah. Okay. So one little like practical tip I want to give, if women that are listening to this feel like, well, I... I do feel like I tend to just naturally micromanage. I tend to kind of be a control freak. And my husband has a different way of doing things that I don't really like maybe how he does things. Or it comes across different than how I would want it to be. Long term, that's going to be really a ton of friction in your marriage. So something that has been helpful for me is purposely remaining ignorant. Because long term, like this week for instance, Elisha did an incredible job with every single thing that he did when I'm looking at it I'm like I couldn't have done that better and that's saying a lot because I've done all these things like he's taking over tasks that I did used to do Mm -hmm. and so I did have a lot of say in how they were done but in purposely remaining ignorant I am able to be blown away and I'm also able to just not really care how he gets it done he just gets it done yeah so by remaining ignorant it's not ignorant of what needs to happen no you're remaining ignorant of how i'm going about it what my timelines are 
if I'm, yeah, exactly where I'm working from. You know, if somebody's yeah. interrupting me and I'm having a conversation in the middle of my work day. Totally. Like yeah. if Elisha chooses to have a conversation with someone else, that's his business. When he comes home, I mean, we've already talked about in the plan, like, okay, this is the deadline for this. We've agreed on deadlines. Now he could do whatever the heck he wants. He knows how to hit the deadline. Right. And that's, that's what we're working for. And it's going to be really apparent if a certain spouse is like, say you know dropping the ball yeah Elisha's <laughs> like okay I really need you to make these YouTube videos and then it gets to Monday and I'm like I didn't make the YouTube videos and then the next Monday I'm like I only filmed one then it's gonna be like kind of embarrassing for me and I'm gonna be like oh, I'm gonna get right on that yeah you know and so I feel like in the same way I like to use the example of I've used this before but because Elisha was a server he tips sir he tips people generously more generously than makes me comfortable sometimes and so I've just chosen to, instead of having that be a stress every time I notice, like, what, you're tipping him how much? Just to not look at how much he tips them. Hmm. That's up to him. It's it's our money. There's always enough money in the bank. You know, he's responsible financially. That's not the problem. So he gets to decide how much he wants to tip for our dinner. Hmm. He took me out to eat in the first place. <laughs> so I think that that's something where... Even now, Elisha's found it helpful sometimes to leave the house and he comes back. And when his work day's done, even though he, we technically are working from home. Right. And it's, again, brings that element of mystery back in. He's able to walk through the door. Yeah. <laughs> really got to keep that walk through the door. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't know what he did all day. And it's kind of refreshing. It's fun for me, too, because I feel trusted. And I feel, which gives me confidence. And then I also feel like we get to have this time of reconnecting in the evening, which you and I both enjoy. And I get to tell you about my day. I get to hear about your day. And it's like we get to go on a little date. It's like a date when you're getting to know each other. We get to know each other again every evening. Yes. And kind of see what the other person did that day. So anyways, I guess just having those touch points is really good to keep a, a, a framework. Like stay on the same page with the framework. But then something that we've learned is really give each other space to work at your own paces and to do what you need to do in your own time. Yeah, that's right. Make it fun, you know, have dreams, dream together. Oh, yeah, it uh, is vision, so fun. Strategize. It, literally, working a business together is so much fun. Yeah. And it's one of those things, though, that uh, it, it's a skill. It it's is. It's something you actually have to learn. We've put years into this and we're still growing. Yeah. But what what I don't want you to do is if it hasn't worked in the past or if you think that you'd step on each other's toes, like not try it right. because it's, it's a really fun aspect to a, a marriage. I think so. It, ha- it has become that way for us. And, and that's, bec- and that's not because there aren't hardships with it. There aren't pain points with it. We've just yeah. learned, I think to work either around those or work through them and really emphasize the fun aspects. Yeah. And, we'll co- and we're going to continue to do that. I mean, you guys know you'll stay posted. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> well, folks, thank you for listening to this week's episode, whether or not you're starting a business with your spouse, a side hustle, or maybe, you know, you need to start a business just to provide for yourselves. Um, I hope that you were able to take some tips from this, you know, maybe you just have yeah. some, you heard something that you could apply to your marriage, to, uh, to your child training, to your, housekeeping i don't okay, know okay wow we are getting way <laughs> this is overreaching <laughs> okay e- either way i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode katie and i appreciate you all so much 
and uh, we're just so grateful that we get to have this time to speak. It feels like with you, even though we're kind of like not speaking with you. We're kind of talking at you. Kind of talking but, at you. But if you, you were know. here, we'd be speaking with you. Yeah, we, we we really care about what your thoughts are too. Yeah, we do. Anyways, hope you guys are well. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye.